contest we've been watching all night. CNN projects that the winner is Ron DeSantis, defeating Andrew Gillum tonight in that very closely watched race. Ron DeSantis, CNN projects, is the winner. It appears U.S. Senator Ted Cruz will hold on to a seat in Congress. Cruz is projected to beat his Democratic challenger, Beto O'Rourke. Texas is a reliably Republican state, but the race between Cruz and O'Rourke was more competitive than normal. This is an ABC News election update. Now reporting, George Stephanopoulos. And what we're reporting right now is that Republicans will keep the Senate. ABC News can project the Republicans will keep control of the Senate. The Devil's Advocate podcast is an opinion talk show and is the attempt of a few friends to have a reasonable conversation about current events without the vitriol that we've become accustomed to in today's modern political climate. TDAP is what happens when a few normal people sit down and discuss the week's top stories by having a rational and somewhat entertaining conversation. The goal of TDAP is to provide a forum for the listener to hear multiple perspectives on a myriad of topics, instead of being bombarded with the same one-sided debates that we commonly get from news and media organizations. It is hosted by Brandon Condit, Mitchell Hernandez, and Franklin Everhart. Uh, big news right now is the Fox News deci decision desk is now able to project that the Democrats will retake control of the U.S. House. All right, this is it. As big as you're going to get. So enjoy it. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is the, the finale of this. We have seen of, of this <laughs> rapid eyes open. Hashtag eyes open. Um, yeah, so... It's been a crazy night. It has been a crazy night. If uh, you followed us on Facebook and watched the live segments, thank you. That was that was fun for us as well. And if you haven't, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with you? fuck your shit. So, um, so Frank and I probably sound like shit at this point. We have not slept for very long in the last couple of days doing these last couple of episodes. Um, it's one in the morning right now. So worth it. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was good. So let's, uh, if you were following us on Facebook, you know that what we, the way that we attacked this, because we couldn't, all three of us couldn't be in the room, was we went back and forth um, with Mitch. We would post our reaction to what was happening, and then, you know, a few minutes later, Mitch would react to that, vice versa. Um, kind of did our, our back and forths all night. So we asked Mitch um, at the end of the night, before he was all done to to give us his final assessment of the night um we wanted to know kind of what his overview of it was and we asked him to send that to us so we have not listened to that yet and we're going to listen to it with you now and then we will react to to Mitch and then and then jump into the rest of the midterms and tell and you how, how wrong Mitch was and how right we were. <laughs> That's my plan. How this shaped up. So anyway, here is Mitch. All right. This is going to be my Mitchell R. Hernandez final thoughts on this 2018 midterm election. So it was, um, well, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. We were building up to this for two years. Um, and even though I've kind of been uh, off the podcast, I got a cat meowing at me. If you guys can't hear, it's annoying. Um, even if I've been off the podcast for the past couple of weeks due to schoolwork and things of that nature, um, I still was looking forward to it. Still was really, you know, getting into it and was like, okay, I don't have as much time to look at, at everything going on, but it's just all going to come in one big wave when it finally comes. Uh, and I was really excited and good. Final thoughts, kind of a letdown, not going to lie, five out of 10, <laughs> it was It was not as I was expecting it was, and I don't think it was what a lot of people were expecting it to be. I mean, obviously you heard for just months that it's going to be a blue wave, we're going to ride that blue wave, and it's going to be, you know, send Trump down the river on the blue wave, and um, 
yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, Trump came out and said you know, it was a trickle. Well, or a ripple, he said. Well, it's a little more than a ripple because we do have to come to the conclusion here. As, now, as of recording this, the results aren't in. But it certainly looks like the Democrats are going to take the House. So that's something we got to deal with here. Um, and that's something that they, they thought was going to happen. Now, is it 40-plus seats? Doesn't look like it. Um, but it is going to be more than the 21 that they needed. So what does that mean? Um, well, you would want to say, as some news sources have, and news uh, outlets have been saying, is that they rode a wave of dissatisfaction with the president, and, that, and that's why. Well, uh-oh. Now we have about 54 seats in the Senate that go GOP, including a couple flips. Um, obviously, they had a very slim majority before, but now they have a... Oh, it's, it's not, you know, <laughs> filibuster-proof. But they've got a, a larger majority in the Senate. Well, what the hell does that mean? So there's no clear result. It's just kind of in the ether that, you know, we it happened. This midterms happened. The Democrats made gains in the House. Um, which, if you were to ask, and obviously the Republicans made gains in the Senate. If you were to ask me uh, which is harder to do, um, I'd say any, winning any race is, is hard. Uh, I think it's in when it comes to the House, because so many seats are up uh, for election and every two years, it's the same thing. Um, it really comes down to the campaign that people run. Uh, that's why I get so frustrated when I see the Democrats, where even tonight, uh, all the headlines were just, this person is the first, um, what was it, first openly gay man to win this election. Okay, well, you've boiled him down to a headline. If you look at it, he just ran a great campaign. He's a great candidate. We let him talk about that. Um, so that bugs me. Um, but that's usually the case when it comes to the House races, is who can run the best campaign, actual campaign, because that's local. It's much more local than the Senate. I mean, the Senate's the whole state. You got to run around. You got to do everything. But the House representatives, you know, they have their little pockets that they, um, usually gerrymandered, <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that they know very well, and they have to know what to play to and how to make it work. Um, so uh, what do we see here? Uh, obviously, there was people who were mobilized more um, on a ground level. And so that's why I think we see Democrats winning. I think overall people are more satisfied with the policies and where the country's going, the direction of the country. And that's why I think you see Republicans pick up in the Senate. So it wasn't a slam dunk for either party. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't this mandate um, for either party. You know, if the Democrats won the Senate and the House. Oh, shit. Now they have a mandate to oppose Trump because everyone wants to just oppose Trump. And that's what the message is sending. Well, it didn't happen. Uh, what if the Republicans kept both houses? Well, now Trump has the mandate to double down. Well, that didn't happen. What we're left with is this weird amalgamation of just... I mean, I guess it's what you're supposed to have <laughs> when I think about it. And I was like, no, I guess that's kind of what you're supposed to have is checks and balances and, um, you know, saying, OK, this is what we like about this party. Let's give them the Senate. This is what we like about this party. Let's give them the House. Um, and I guess that's how it's supposed to work, but it's just not very exciting. <laughs> so, so that's my final thoughts here. I'm just going to kind of wrap it up. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was hoping for a big result and, and to be 100% fair, uh, I was going into this reluctantly, much like I was on 2016, where I thought that Donald Trump was going to lose. Uh, I thought that Republicans were just going to lose and it was going to be a blue wave. Uh, it kind of looked like that going into it and then seeing the voter turnout and everything. Um, and that's encouraging because it shows that even when we have high voter turnout, it's it's still both parties. We're still a very um, equal society where there's there's a lot of liberal sentiment, but it crosses over with uh, Republican thinking, uh, which is the way it should be, um, at least in my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the Democratic Party we need to get rid of, and it's the conservatives we need to get rid of. Ugh. So... Uh, all in all, um, a couple things I got wrong 
I thought I really thought Claire McCaskill was going to ride the medical marijuana wave and there was going to be enough people like me out there who said, yeah, I'm a Republican, but I like what she's been doing. Um, and that didn't happen. It looks like she lost her seat. Uh, it was a pickup for the Republicans. Uh, the other thing I got wrong was obviously them keeping the House. Uh, that did not happen. I thought that the Democrats would pick up 19 seats. They'll probably pick up 29 seats, something around there. Um, yeah, one thing I did get right, though, um, Ted Cruz won. Don't feel good about it, <laughs> but he won. There he is. Um, and that's what, in his speech especially, it's one of the only ones that I've heard, but I'm really nervous that the rest of them are going to probably sound a lot the same. Um, he was talking in terms of mandates and majorities, and I'm looking at it right now, and, bud, you get, like, what was that, 24 percent more than the other guy uh he says you know texas comes to get came together and they voted for this and that it's like dude you won by two less than 2.5 percent calm your shit that's what I'm, I'm nervous about is that both sides are going to see a mandate where in my opinion it is so very fucking clear that there is no such thing um so let's hope they interpret the tea leaves correctly um which of course is my way no <laughs> <laughs> no, I could be totally fucking wrong also, um, as I was wrong on a couple things uh, tonight. So, final thoughts. We got to come together. I mean, shit, we saw violence coming up right before this election. People were killed. Bombs were sent around. People just were being not quite as uncivil as they were in the 2016 election, but still, I'm still seeing some of the, the usual suspects, uh, liberal friends of mine, who just cannot fathom that Republicans have picked up seats. And you just got to get out of that mindset and say, why are they winning? Oh, it's because this and this and this is working. And for Democrats too, why are Democrats picking up seats? Oh, it's because people are upset about these things. So I think that if, if we do that, this could be really good. And it could be checks and balances. And it could be the way the government's supposed to work. If we don't do that and each side sees a mandate where there clearly is none, we could just have gridlock. Uh, and fuck, we saw that during the um, the Tea Party. Fuck the Tea Party. Yeah, Democrats, if you do that shit too, fuck you. <laughs> obstructionist is just it's not what, the way that we need to go, especially when so much is getting done and accomplished. The last thing we need to do is just throw up a roadblock and say, well, it's not my way. No, we don't need to do that. So I'm I'm nervous and I'm hopeful and a little disappointed that it wasn't more of a splash. You know, Trump's kind of right. It was just kind of a, a ripple. So we'll leave it at that. That's my thoughts. Um, Brandon and Frank will be giving you their thoughts if they haven't already. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, so aren't you happy that we got the mandate? Like, isn't that what this is all yeah. about? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I have to disagree with Mitch. I think this is a mandate on Trump. I see, don't, like... I uh, I land somewhere in between you guys on the term mandate. I agree referendum. With, I agree with a lot of Mitch's points. I think he had a lot of good points. I think he's not being realistic on some things. Um yes, I would love for this to be the checks and balance is like I would love this for this to work the way that it's supposed to work. But we know what we're going to get. We're We've got two houses now separate. We're going to get a bunch of investigations on one side. We're going to get a bunch of people on the other side trying to cram shit through. Neither one of them is going to is gonna fucking do anything. Neither um, one is interested in cr- reaching across the aisle. No. As much as the rhetoric tonight has been from both sides who won, isn't, we're going to reach across the aisle. Hasn't that been one of the most interesting things of the night is that everybody... Everyone is going to say that, but no one's going to follow it. And no. that was the only thing I, I want to say to Mitch. One of the things I want to say to Mitch's point is when he said, um, you know, Democrats need not to roadblock like uh, the Tea Party did. Of course they're going to. Right, you stone when you when you stonewall their their you know their Supreme Court nominee of Merrick Garland, and you ram your own, your zone through. Who I voted for several times today. <laughs> um, I'll put that out there. I did vote for Merrick because I agree with Mitch. He didn't say it here, but in the Facebook segment that he did, he talked about who he voted for and said that he voted all the judges out. 
Um, and that's typically a move I do too because they don't run opposed. No, nobody, nobody's on the other side. So I just, I just wrote in Merrick Garland for the majority of them in our area. <laughs> I also don't think I think judges should be swapped out with every term R- with regularity. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, that, but that was the point I will make. Like, of course, this is going to lead to as much as everyone, you know, and that was the big thing that Fox kept saying. All right, Democrats have the House. Are they going to work? Are they going to reach across the aisle? No, of course they're not. But yeah, just and, how Republicans haven't been reaching across the aisle for the last two that's years. That's the thing. Like you haven't. You're not. You're not planning on the Democrats being the adult in the room. Like no, you haven't given them a reason to reach across the aisle. No, and all. they're a political group. They're just as childish as Republicans are. Mm-hmm. In the you know, in the end, I think. Yeah, and, and the other thing you saw is that most of these races were incredibly close. Most of them were forty-eight to fifty. Yeah, I mean, so, they're still as we're speaking right now. We don't have all the no. The we're, we're still finalizing, but that's the, all it shows me is that we haven't. We've the divide has only widened since twenty sixteen, or at least stayed exactly the same. I would yeah. say it's probably widened. I would think so too. I think people have dug in their their heels a little bit more for their side, their guy, whatever. But as it stands now, it looks like uh, five thirty-eight <laughs> is projecting that Democrats are going to take about thirty-two seats in the House. And that um, Republicans are going to take about three in the Senate. Um, Real Clear Politics is basing it on what has happened so far, um, which is that uh, Democrats have a uh, what a uh, twenty-five house uh, seat lead, so they have the majority right now. Mm-hmm. Now it's just about how much will they get. Uh, Republicans have a four-seat lead in the Senate, and then the governors, de- Democrats, have picked up about five seats so far. Right now, I do think, and I, I do think that if I was. If I had to be on one side of it tonight, like if I if I was a party leader, I would rather be on the on the DNC side than the RNC side tonight. I heard that point made by somebody on Fox, and I think it's absolutely right. I do think I don't agree with the ripple. Idea. Not at all. I I would say this is a blue wave. I don't Democrats know that, did well in every area they could have been expected to do well. I don't know that I would call it. A wave, either. What I would call it is a victory, a definite. Well, victory. was the Tea Party a wave in, in 2010? It's as much as a wave as that was, I would say. I don't know. There's a bunch of douchebags that just washed up on shore. Well, like, all politicians are douchebags, <laughs> so we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I my thing with it is that, like, I think it's funny to me because depending on which channel you were watching or what, uh, what outlet you were um, receiving the news from tonight that everybody is declaring victory everybody won because the republicans won three or four seats in the senate so that you know victory is theirs and the democrats won the house victory is theirs i actually think though that the reason that i would rather be in the dnc than the rnc is because yes the senate did go further now they don't need mike pence right but they already had the senate Democrats had nothing. Yeah. Democrats have a house now. Now and they have one, at least. They have a house with subpoena power. Yeah. And, and that's investigative a huge power. Thing. Which, when you have an investigation going on with Mueller, you can't discredit that. I'm going to be curious if they're going to step on Mueller's toes with their investigation or if they're going to be careful not to. Um, so that's a major question going forward. Well, but, and look, if, we're going to see Trump's taxes. We're going to. Oh, like, yeah. It, it's a guarantee now. Well, Mitch has said it a million times. Enough for me to write it on the board. I'll probably write this on the board now. But Mitch has said, like, he he doesn't – he we doubt that he pays taxes or that he's paid taxes. Um, yeah, I mean, it just came out that Kushner hasn't paid taxes, so it's very likely that he's following in his father-in-law's uh, footsteps, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're just dicks. I don't think any of them – like. Paul Manafort, like, I don't think any well, of those and the, and the argument, I guess, to get off topic, the argument would be, well, they're just explo- uh, exclude, exploiting a loophole. It was like, yeah, but now they're in power and they're not closing that loophole. Right. So they're not helping anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, legal, sure. Ethical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And that's where I fall. Yeah. Um, overall, like, I would say Democrats should be pretty happy about tonight. Uh, I'm still curious. I still think they should... They, Pelosi should probably not be the majority leader now. I would agree with you. I don't. I don't see it happening. I think she's going to get swept in. But mm-hmm. I well, would and hope that, not. that's always been one of Mitch's points. He's made it a lot that, that Pelosi has always been one that has pulled in a lot of money. But we have always debated whether or not 
she because she's a lightning rod for controversy, she, right? right? The, whether or not she was effective, she's effective enough to win again and yeah. and take the house. And, and and who's to say anybody in that position is not going to be as controversial that they're right. not, like in the same way that people pick apart Paul Ryan. Yeah. Whoever leads the other side is going to be the the target. So what do you have the numbers on the governor? Right now, Democrats have taken five seats from Republicans, have unseated five governors. Okay. Um, no, that is – they're projecting a few more. I know the uh, West Coast had a few that seem likely to go. But right now, it's looking like it's going to be somewhere between five and ten. Um, same thing with uh, the House, somewhere between 23 and 35. Do we know what the – as far as the governor goes, the governorships go, do we know what that will put the numbers at? For the no, it's it's gonna have Republicans. I think are still gonna have a slight edge, but it's gonna be closer to the the fifty fifty split we've seen. Gotcha. Democrats are at least gonna have a fighting chance to uh, make sure to make sure the gerrymandering come twenty twenty is not really. Too it's just it's just leveling the playing field. Is right. What, this, what this, tonight's been about. This is our side going. Well, we're gonna gerrymander too, even though we all know that it's fucking wrong. We're like, well, if it's for my side though, at least. Yeah, uh, it's revenge, right? Right. And it's so sweet. Just ask the house. Um, I don't know. The, tonight was tonight was an interesting, an interesting night. Big. What were your biggest surprises tonight? Um, the one the one thing I really got wrong was Beto O'Rourke. I really thought he was gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of I don't know why I I don't like Ted Cruz. He's a very unlikable man. So I just assumed he wasn't gonna win. Yeah, and, and I, I overestimated Texas apparently. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, Ted Cruz is not a likable guy in 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 my opinion. I and I agree with Mitch's point that he made that when I saw Ted Cruz's speech, I I just a I just hate him. Like I just do not like he's greasy and he's Weasley to me. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I just the rhetoric was so. It was it was the same rhetoric as Nancy Pelosi's that I just and like after about two minutes of listening to them I was like yeah I've heard this speech a yeah. million times yeah okay you're mad you won you're happy whatever you but, promised to uh, reach across the aisle which we know you'll never stand do stand up there and like bang their hands like they're drill sergeants and shit you're surrounded not, by their their four year old children but to, you're not you know. gonna do anything you're gonna you're gonna start fucking campaigning now. That's yeah, what, for that's, 2020 right exactly or 2022 or whenever like that's what you're gonna do. So, you know, don't, I don't know, spare me that, spare me that shit. Um, my, for me, the, the big surprise was McCaskill. I really, like, I was very confident that McCaskill was going to win. I, I fucking rode that to, to the bank and that did not cash, um, so I and so that that surprised me. I'm, and it shouldn't. I live in Missouri. I get it. I know, but man, oh man, I just really didn't. I just thought that Claire was a was a good enough politician that she would that she had, and a big reason for that is because people like Mitch, like Mitch, was on board with McCaskill and had been for months and hadn't wavered on that for months. So I thought surely there's. There's a group, there's a percentage of Mitches out there, and she's going to ride that group of people to re-election. That, yeah. is, that is not what happened. And she got, she got like, bounced by, like, eight points. It was bad. For a good portion of the night, she was 15 points down. Not a good night for Claire. So um, that one surprised me a lot. The Georgia race is interesting right now because as we speak – the, the, I don't know what the the rules are in Georgia for a runoff election, but I know that we're in the ballpark <clears throat> for the governor. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Republican Brian Kemp is up by a few at this moment, up by a few points. He is just above the threshold for a runoff, so it's still not closed. It, it can still run, hit runoff territory. They right say, now, he's right above it. It's when as. I walked down here to press record. They had said that there were still twenty thousand absentee ballots. Yeah, not still being counted. counted. So we also have a like as we've been talking, the Democrats just picked up another House seat. Did they? Yep. So they're up to twenty six now, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So it is uh, definitely. I think it's a better night than Democrats were expecting. Yeah, we still have thirty House seats to be projected. 
Uh, so current projections, we're going to end up about 227 Democrats, 208 Republicans. So they're going to have a healthy majority in the in the House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've committed crimes and you know Donald Trump, <clears throat> what's interesting is that most of the seats that got flipped um, for Democrats came in the House, for Republicans came in the Senate, and they both outdid their projections by slight. Mm-hmm. They thought like Senate two or three seats. They ended up doing about four. Mm-hmm. They thought about what just at like 23, 25, just enough to get a majority. Yeah. They did about 10 more than that. Yeah. I guess the question comes down to like, how much is a senator seat worth? How many House representatives is a senator worth? Because there's 435 people in the House Mm -hmm. versus 100 in the Senate. So like, is losing 30 in the House worse, better than gaining four in the Senate, you know? I don't know if there's really a way to measure that. I th- Well, I think in this case, there is a way to measure it because it tipped the scale from one side having control to now another side being the check there. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think that's the answer. In this case, it's more beneficial to gain the 30 than the four because you have now you have at least grabbed onto something you have some say they had no say for the last two years they've had no say yeah they've in just been anything. sticking their hands in their pockets and oh yeah boo. right yeah they've just been crying chuck schumer you know yeah. <laughs> um and so i don't know um i I think the Democrats. I think the Democrats should feel better uh, tonight than I thought. Than I had thought they were going to feel. I think it's probably the best night to be a Democratic leader in like in two years since since the election of 2016. It's the first ray of light they've seen. Yeah. Like okay, we might be able to unseat this guy by 2020, if not before. If we can't count on Mueller, we at least know we can take him on a little bit. Yeah. And the, our message, you know, they didn't have much of a campaign message beyond "fuck Trump." But we've seen that was enough to get them somewhere. And that was something that I've been saying for two years is that, like, don't underestimate the the power of fuck Trump. I mean, Trump got in there with the power of fuck Hillary. Yeah. So, you know, it, it feeding off anger is a, a viable option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that... Um, now I'll be interested to see where they take this because now now they now they have something. So if they do just sit on their hands, it's gonna be interesting to see how because remember what happened with the with the Tea Party is the Tea Party got fucking annoying to the country and they had to slowly you remember Paul Ryan was part of the fucking Tea Party. Yeah. He's the establishment now. But So is Ted Cruz. You know, this is his second election. Now he's although, a politician. Although Ted Cruz now he's seeming to like go a little bit more moderate, but he's always seemed to me. Ted Cruz is like the epitome of the Tea Party. Um, like I'm pretty sure that the "Don't Tread on Me" flag was made for Ted Cruz, <laughs> and so were truck nuts. That's why I would imagine. I don't know, but his dad killed Kennedy and invented truck nuts. Little known fact, <laughs> right? Zodiac Killer pulled one out tonight. <laughs> so I don't know. The the cruise one was interesting. I'll be I'll be interested to see if Stacey Abrams is able to pull that out and get a runoff election. It'll be, it'll be yeah interesting. We had to see we that. had so many very close elections that that could trigger a recount or a runoff. It was looking for a while like Florida was going to go and recount territory. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it's going to go there now. No, it looks like did DeSantos won that. Yeah, DeSantos did win. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Mitch's point too about like I do agree with him. Like uh, I. Yeah, they don't always have to point out, like, first openly gay male governor of Colorado. They can just be the person. But it's it's it, they are talking about the people. They're saying we liked his campaign, but also right. it's historic. Well, and the, the right plays identity politics as well. Um, I mean, they just do. They the well, everyone does. You're you're a Purple Heart winner. You're a, you know. Yeah, the it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a problem with someone pointing out the fact that this makes someone the first openly gay mayor because it is historic. In the same way that if you were to point out in the '60s that this makes this woman the first black, 
you know, right. whatever. Like, yeah, okay. Like, it doesn't take away anything from our accomplishments. Yeah, no, and I don't think that... And I don't think you're saying that he, you know, he only won because he was gay. Right, I think that's <clears> where <throat> I kind of take issue with Mitch's statement. And I know that's not what he meant. No, no, I just but, wanted to, yeah, clarify. Right, but... I do get his point. I do also wish that... Yeah, but I do think that the difference is that, like, because what he summed it up to, which I don't think was was correct, was that they can be summed up by a headline and I don't think that that's true I think that that's that's a talking point that's a that is a way to sell them on a larger scale but I don't think that that I don't think you sum up a person by a headline oh you're the first gay this you don't we didn't look at Harvey Milk and say that like oh well he's the first gay and that's all he is no look at what a reformer he was now if, if we see headlines that is like mayor or governor whatever comma first gay governor does this and that's just how they refer to him yeah that's that's taking it way too far mm-hmm. but just acknowledging it on the night that he won the election yeah i yeah. i'm fine with having that information right yeah it doesn't really color his win to me no so um i mean but you could say in a, in a broad aspect gender not gender but uh uh not gender politics, but I guess, uh, how would you say it? Partisan politics colored this. Mm-hmm. It, it was all about uh, identity politics, really. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're a Republican, it was either about supporting Trump and, and riding his base or being anti-Trump and, and riding that to success. Yeah. Well, and Trump really made this about himself. When he came out of a couple days ago and said... I'm not on the ticket, but I'm on the ticket. Even last night in Missouri, he just, I think he just said verbatim, this is about me. There was another thing, too, that I thought was impressive today. Because of, <laughs> I think, you know, we've, we talked, I think, last night in, in, the, in 61, that um, it'll be nice when people stop paying attention to politics. And you felt that today, because we finished the episode last night um we finished recording 61 last night and editing it at about one in the morning we were back up and at the polls both of us by six o'clock this morning and a i was impressed with how many people were there it's like i was there at 601 the a minute after they opened and the parking lot was full and the line was halfway out to the parking lot it was just like wow this is a midterm like yeah and the other thing was like no one was talking about politics no it was weird because everybody was really nice in line but you know that if you would have said anything to them about why you were there like the whole thing could have just turned into yeah, a fucking just, civil war like if you said the words russia or benghazi just fist fights would have broken out right um yeah which should be evidence to us like right like every it's a lot harder to hate someone in person than it is this this podcast is proof of that yeah you can get people of different differing opinions in the same room and they're not as likely to go at each other as then if they're leaving anonymous messages on facebook or right and like the the back and forth between us and mitch tonight that was that was all that was fun we we took shots at each other but we were but that was all in fun. Um, I think that yeah, when you when you actually try to have a conversation with somebody, it is a lot harder to hate them. I think too that when you're not talking about politics and when the temperature isn't so high, the the it's not such a volatile environment. Um, I think that like we're all pretty much we're all just the people in our community, you know. So like whatever your community is. I mean, you have everybody has a way of doing things, right? And like it just to me, standing there in line looking at everybody at six o'clock in the morning was like, I'm not looking at Republicans and Democrats. If we start talking, we are. If we start talking, we're separated. That's stupid. We have we should get past that. Yeah, and I really hope that the rhetoric for reaching across the aisle at least has some. Um, kernel of truth to it whether it's like we finally get an infrastructure package that yeah. both sides can agree on I, I agree some with common you. ground I hope in the next that, year I hope that a year from today I can look back and be like man I was a cynical asshole yeah. like, I, I doubt it I'm gonna be the pessimist and say that the the investigations are probably like Trump's probably not gonna let that go yeah you're relying yeah. on you're asking politicians to be grown ups and do things and like history grown-ups. is not 
ever shown that that to be the case. No. So I don't know. Um, it, it it was an interesting night. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I think it was a swing back in a, a corrective course for you know against Trump's policies. I don't think it was quite the slam dunk that Democrats were hoping for. Obviously, they could have picked up the Senate. It, you know, it was there, there was a possibility in the numbers. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think they did pretty well, and they, they should be pretty happy. Yeah, I think they. I think that they should too. Um, I th- no, it's it's interesting to me because history has shown that the more you persecute Trump, the more you're going to energize his base. So it is possible that the next two years of investigating Trump are going to make his base mad enough to vote in 2020 and elect him again. That's why I don't think that like because Mitch had when we were talking to Mitch earlier. Um, he had talked about that 70% of the country doesn't want to see him impeached. I think a big part of the liberal portion of that percentage, that's the reason why. Because I think we know that if they try to impeach him, they're just going to get him reelected. It, almost, yeah. You could see that after. Mm-hmm. Because. He's Teflon Don, man. Well, because people are going to be pissed off. And then. Ah, I don't know. Now, granted. That being said, if they're trying to impeach him and they're being un- and they're unsuccessful at it, Democrats are still going to be pissed off too. They're still going to show up to the polls. So it really, it's all going to come down to how much are you energizing the other side? Yeah, and it's all going to come down to how much have we tilted the fucking electoral scale for the goddamn Republicans? Because yeah. you know, you know, Mitch isn't here to defend it, so we won't go into it. But that's. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, any any other thoughts on the on the way the midterms? No, I mean we'll have to, we'll have to figure out where exactly the. I mean, it'll probably be something we open the next episode with the exact numbers where we ended up. Because even it, it looks like they're already calling a couple races won't be called tonight. They're mm-hmm. already saying like they're the numbers are so close. They're probably going to be a recall on one or two of these. Yeah. Yeah. It'll. Um, yeah, we'll see. How It'll that, be interesting to see how quickly things change once Democrats have control of the House, how quickly they start. Because there, there was already a list floating around of the 10 or 15 investigations they want to start. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how quickly we get to those. And uh, if they're going to wait and see if Mueller has something or if they're just going to plow ahead. Well, and that's what I wonder, too, is if this – because a, a conspiracy that had – that we've been talking about for – forever and we have to call it a conspiracy is that Mueller has something now and he's waiting to drop it for some reason they were waiting to drop it to see if the Dems would take the house well if that was the case they have now so well it's also the thing that like there's there's policy in place that you're not supposed to release anything or do anything that can influence an election so there's a possibility he's following Mm -hmm. that policy reading to a T and saying okay well I'll wait until but if that's the case, then we're going to get something soon, which I'm kind of predicting. I think by Christmas, we're going to have a subpoena of Trump, especially if they have the House mm. and they can force it. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to have a congressional subpoena or are we going to have a uh, Russian probe subpoena like Bob Mueller? Because that because those I are mean, different. There, there could be multiple. You could get yeah. him Mueller, Mueller. Subpoenaing Trump and then the House subpoenaing, you know, uh, problem is Kushner or you don't, Flynn. and that's fine. You just they need to be coordinated. I don't know if that's, that's legal. I don't know if Mueller is going to be able to talk to them. Yeah, or even want to <clears throat> to keep it bipartisan. Yeah. So this is going out so hard after these two nights, dude. It's yeah, that's been a hell of a ride. But it was a great. It was a great experiment, and we fucking did it. And I think that every election day we should do the same fucking thing, um, because I've had, I've enjoyed this a lot. You, the if you, it's great because if you watched the Facebook Live stuff, you actually got like a small glimpse into the studio. The studio is actually a little bit more pr- impressive if the camera is turned around. But currently, at this moment, the studio is more fucked than it's ever been because we have literally been down here for two days. Um, just fucking, just literally eyes glued to information. And I, I'm, I'll be happy once this is actually edited in an hour and out and we're done with this for a couple of days. Right. Mitch had alluded to maybe recording uh, 63 this coming weekend, which if he wants to, I like I'm totally down with 
with doing it, but we'll like don't hold us to that. Also, if you were watching the Facebook Live thing, yes, that was naked Melania Trump. Your eyes it, did see correctly. Your eyes did see correctly. <clears throat> also, just want to drop this in here. As we're recording, Democrats have picked up another uh, House seat and governor seat. Really? Yeah, so they're up to 26 House seats, uh, six governor seats that they flipped. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? Okay, let's look at this. What does it mean that so that the House went so far to the left, but then the Senate remained and gained went almost or, as far to the right 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 in no yeah I mean, in a I sense point out that the no, uh, the gop had a had the the best um senate map they could or the senate possible uh right because they had like mississippi and fucking and, uh, someone described it as the best chance that they've had since like the 1920s to to hold on to the senate during a midterm mm-hmm. election they had the roy moore states yeah yeah <clears throat> republic or democrats would have had to do Unbelievably I well. just shit on half the country. <laughs> I've only ever shit on one state at a time. Sorry, South. Not really, though. I mean, Ted Cruz from down there. <laughs> Missouri's about as south as you should go. Like, we're butt fuck weirdos. <laughs> You're talking about the boot hill, not us. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. It's one in the morning. We're admitting things. Solving problems. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. Interesting interesting night. It's hard to wrap it up because it still feels like there's so many questions unanswered. Yeah. That we're only gonna come we're only really gonna know in the last the nice couple months of this year, starting in the right. two thousand nineteen. The nice thing about this though is because you and I thought there was a really good possibility that we could be having this conversation right now with a very different tone. With the, not a tired tone, not a raspy tone, a sad tone. Like shit could have not. At least with the way things went, things kind of split off evenly. And again, because they're even, I feel like they tilt to the left a little bit more because they had nothing. Debate that you know whatever, but with one party having one house and another party having another house. I feel a lot better than I would had the Republicans maintained the entire thing because then I know that I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get no opposition to Donald Trump. Yeah, and, and it also it proves in some point that Donald Trump is not infallible. You Whatever had, he touches isn't gold. You asked me the question before we started recording, so I'm going to pose it to you and then answer it as well. Do you think that um, that Republicans? Mm-hmm stay do they stay attached to him as closely yeah i mean i think you already see that with him uh claiming that it was a trickle not a blue wave yeah you know it didn't seem like they were they were portraying it as a a defeat which never you never want to if you can't help it no but what i will say is you notice that the that his that his tweets were he tweeted like earlier in the day, hey, go vote for this person, and then and then eight nine hours went by, and he said, "Oh, tonight was a success." That means that he wasn't happy. No, because he was watching Fox News, and Fox News was doing a lot of like, "Well, they've controlled the house. Maybe they'll reach across the aisle." You know, in parentheses, we know they won't. Right, and they know they won't too. And that's yeah, so. It's again. I hope I'm cynical, but as I was watching all the speeches tonight and all the, oh, we need to come together. It's like, you guys don't even need to lie to us anymore. The fucking race is over. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. stop this. <laughs> unless you're in, in, unless you could possibly end up in a fucking runoff, just shut up. Like, stop it. Yeah. It's over. So, I don't know. It, well, I don't want to say we'll see anymore. I've tried really hard to avoid <laughs> saying it. Um, because that this dies. This is a very interesting new today. chapter and, and, and changes the dynamic of the 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 boxing match we've been witnessing for the last fucking two years. It's about to get uglier. Oh yeah, I mean the gloves just came off. Really, mm-hmm. was what happened. It's that moment in hockey when both people just throw off their mitts and they're going for teeth now. Like mm-hmm. they're grabbing hair. Yeah, absolutely. Like both both people both sides are going to try to get in a nut shot. And, <laughs> yeah, you know. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that all plays out over the next two years. I have a feeling that that. 
the Democrats' plan is to keep Donald Trump tied up in in, in investigation. Oh yeah, and this is scandal. a total inverse of the Tea Party holding up Obama. Mm-hmm. That's any legislation he does, like his, just like the the Affordable Care Act was hampered by them changing it so much that it didn't really resemble what he what Obama wanted. Anything Trump tries to do in infrastructure bill, they're going to change so much that it's not going to be the slam dunk that he would have envisioned. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So, um, so yeah, I think we'll leave the midterms there, and we'll, in a second we will finish this up. Okay, so now that we've done all the wonky shit and the ridiculous headache of all of this, I don't, I don't want to end on, I don't want to end on that note, right? So, because I like to end on the lighter notes. Um, so first of all, I will, I will touch a little bit more on the midterms, only by saying we need to get past a point in politics where it takes me an hour and a half to get a pizza delivered on a Tuesday fucking night because that's what, because dude showed up at the door and was like, marijuana thing pass. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what are you only delivering to people watching the news tonight? That's ridiculous. We need to stop watching the fucking news. Let's all live blissfully ignorant. Um, yeah, so that's it. That that's, that's the last thing I'm saying on the midterms. Don't affect my fucking pizza (laughs) next time. Um, affect my 401k, my retirement, you right? know, my healthcare, whatever. Yeah, right. So the the only other story that I wanted to get in, and I actually meant to get it in at at the end of last night's episode 61. Um, so I'm just gonna end the show with the fact that Ben and Jerry's was in the was in the news this week. Did you see this? That, I did not. Uh, ben and Jerry's has put out a new, um. A new flavor is called Pecan Resist, and they, along with it, they put out a statement about how um, they stand with, like, the LGBT community. I don't know exactly which ones they they named, but they basically named, like, a list of minorities or... Um, I don't want to say disenfranchised, but that's not the right term. Um minorities works that but they basically they basically like list listed groups of people so we stand with these people against donald trump against the president's rhetoric or like whatever however paraphrasing that's not a quote um something along those lines and then as you can imagine fox went to town with it I think it's funny because I think that if Republicans wanted nuts in their mouth, they just had to ask. They didn't have to buy ice cream at all. You just called me. We we could have made something work. <laughs> so um, didn't have to go through all the trouble, guys. Yeah, th- we didn't need we didn't need to go hit up Ben or Jerry. You could just call Brandon. <laughs> so so um, hashtag Brandon hates Republicans. Um, Okay, so yeah, that that's the last story I have for you, right? That's the note. That's the note you want to end on. Actually, this is the note I want to end on. I've been promising you this for like several episodes now, and I actually have it pulled up in front of me. Um, what I have is a review for you. My favorite review that we've gotten so far, and this is why I have to read this one. Um, th- this should be a challenge to to our listeners to to go to iTunes and to give us a review and to beat this review because this review is fantastic. Um, all of our five-star reviews are fantastic, by the way. You can, we won't mention the four-star ones. Try right. harder next time. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's here's my favorite review that we have. Um, I, had a really ta- I had a really terrible and obnoxious rash. I went to the doctor. The doctor prescribed me the Devil's Advocate podcast. Oh, no. After a few weeks, my rash cleared up, and I gained the power to make birds levitate. I'm not saying that listening to the Devil's Advocate podcast will give you superpowers, because this because this is text, and I'm not saying anything. But listening to the Devil's Advocate podcast will give you superpowers. 
on a scale of 1 to 10, with 4 being the best, the Devil's Advocate podcast is an A minus with extra credit for having funny answers. Thank you for thank you listeners for the greatest review of all time. Please somebody out there try to top that. So um that was great. We're very pleased with that one. Shout outs. Shout outs. That's it. That's it. I'm spent. It's Dude, been, I know. This has know? been the longest fucking two nights of all time. Yeah, it's been fun. But it has been, and and we succeeded, right? Yeah, like, we made we we set out to do what we said we would do. Yeah, so feel like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, it feels like it. You could, you guys could start fucking paying us or something. Yeah, really. I feel more. Must have a GoFundMe page for me. I, I'm so overworked. Right. <laughs> I'm so sad. No. Okay. So that's it. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good shit. Um, episodes are available bi-weekly. We might, we might get together this weekend and try to get sixty-three out here in the next few days. But don't hold us to that. We've done. We've, Let's we've, hope that there is a uh, a vacation from political news soon. But I don't think there's going to be. Yeah, I have a feeling by the time that we wake up, that sentence will be yeah. long. In two days, forgotten. we're going to be like, you remember when the midterms? That was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck happened? Um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP 2017. All that good shit. Whatever, we're done. There it is. Here it is. Your alternative fact of the day. Sean Hannity, come on up, Sean Hannity. By the way, all those people in the back are fake news.